Welcome to the City Church Online. This is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again. Please like, subscribe, remember to share and download this message. Come, let us grow together in Christ. Those that have not been around, we have been going through a sermon series entitled Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of glory. That, that God did not just send Jesus to come and, and then leave us alone to figure out life. But he also sent him back to come and dwell within us. And the presence of Christ in us is the hope for our glory. Because he's in me, then I am not scared of the devil. Because he's in me, I overcome my enemies. Because he's in me, I am more than a conqueror. His presence marks my life. Christ in me, the hope Christ of glory. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we have also been reading and going through the book of Colossians. For those that have not yet encountered that book, it is a very small book with only four chapters. I encourage you to go back and read it this week. Yes, our pastor encountered Christ in that book. And if he found Jesus in that book, we will also find him in that book. Many of us have found him. And we want more. Praise the Lord. Amen. So today we get to talk about, uh, our text is still from the book of Colossians. Chapter 1, verses 28. The Bible says that him we preach him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. So Paul says him we preach and by him it means Jesus Christ we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present them perfect in Christ. And as someone titled this morning is Him we preach. Him we preach. Him alone we preach. A little background about this book. The church at Colossi is not a church that Paul himself planted. And when you read further, you realize that Paul even had never even visited that church. But he ends up writing to that church that he never even visited or planted. But the reason why he does that is because it was planted by one of his sons. When, when he preached and they caught fire, 
One of him called Epaphras went and planted the church at Colossae. And the church at Colossae started well with the gospel. When you, when you read chapter 1, you, you see how Paul praises them for following and, and being rooted in Christ. Appreciating them for receiving the gospel in its, in its truthfulness. And he gets to know all this because Epaphras told him so. But also part of the visit, because by this time Paul is in prison. In Rome. So when Epaphras goes to visit, he tells him the amazing things that are happening at the church. But then there was also a problem in that church at that particular time. And the problem was there were false teachers that had come in. As the church grew, as the church grew bigger and bigger. False teachers came in and started to lure people away. Away from the gospel. Telling them that Christ was no longer enough for them. But there was something they too needed to do. In order to perfect their salvation. In Colossians chapter 2 verses 8 to 10. Paul, told, Paul warns them. And he says, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the traditions of men. According to the basic principles of this world. And not according to Christ. For in him, Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. And you are complete in him. Who is the head of all principality and power. So the false teachers were teaching people philosophy. They, they did their own research about different topics. And now they were teaching people out of their own understanding of what life is. Praise the Lord. Amen. And they also went ahead and started to teach people the basic principles of this world. That when you want to do this, this is what you're supposed to do. That when you want to prosper, this is the way to prosperity. And Paul says that they did all that not according to Christ. Praise the Lord. They were teaching them traditions of men. What you need to do in order to have a prosperous marriage. How you need to raise your children. These were all wise sayings. But they were not according to Christ. They told them about humanism. Uplifting man and putting them at the center of everything. 
and encouraging them to believe in themselves besides Christ. So Paul is coming to correct what had happened in the church. That the only person we preach is only Christ alone. Him him alone and him crucified. That is the true gospel of our Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And they, they, they were teaching people that they needed to do more that besides what Christ had accomplished for them there is an addition that they needed to do for them to be saved. So now they were getting people and taking, back into, taking them back into slavery where Christ had redeemed them from. The dead works that can make you pure before the Father. So Paul comes to remind them the significance of Christ in our walk. The beauty of Christ. The necessity of Christ in our lives. The joy that comes in walking with him. Praise the living God. Amen. So him alone we preach. And him alone deserves our praise. In Colossians chapter 1 verses 15. Paul reminds the church at Colossae. That Christ is preeminent. He is above all things. He is before all things. And he is all in all. So he teaches them and says he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. Visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things consist and he is the head of the body which is the church who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that all things may have the preeminence Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Something else had been glorified above Christ. They had zeroed down Christ to any other man that came and died. He had become such a common thing to them that they no longer held him in high esteem. Now Paul wants to remind them that this man called Jesus is not just a man that came and died on the earth, but he is preeminent. He is the image of the invisible God body. He is God himself in flesh. He came and dwelt among he became part of us but it was God himself coming down praise the Lord 
and he says he was before all things. Before anything else was created, Christ was. And it is him that created those things. And in him all these things hold. When the Bible says that God said, let there be. With one word, God created the word. The world. And John says in John 1 that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And that word became flesh. And that, and that word now is the light of man. So Christ was before anything. And through him all things were created. So Paul is reminding them why are we insisting that Christ is all in all? Him alone we preach and nothing else. We do not preach in wisdom of men but we preach Christ and him crucified. And Paul reminds them that Christ is the only redeemer that we have. There is nothing you and I can do to qualify ourselves before the Without Christ we will never have been reconciled back to God. So he says in Colossians 1.19 For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself whether things on the earth or things in heaven having made peace through the blood of his cross it is Christ that brings us back into a reconciliation with God he is the reconciliation factor in our story before, before he came we are aliens and strangers to God awaiting punishment of eternal death but when Jesus comes he brings us back together into a relationship with our father and because we have now been reconciled with God the Bible says we have peace through the blood of the Lamb and because we have peace then we have access praise the living God this is why we preach Jesus and nothing else no man died for me. No man died for me. No man can purchase me what Christ did. But because of Jesus and by Jesus, we have a right standing with God. Him alone we preach. Him alone we proclaim. He's reminding the church at Colossus there is no any other man on this earth that can be compared to Christ. Praise the living God. The Bible says in Colossians 2, 13 to 15, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he, Christ, has made alive with him having forgiven all your trespasses having forgiven all your trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was, was against you which was contrary to us and he has taken it away having nailed it to the cross having disarmed principalities and powers 
he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it we have victory in Christ our victory is only found in Christ alone the Bible says that he made a public spectacle of the enemy when he marched the streets of Jerusalem naked what the enemy thought was humiliation what the enemy thought that it was game down it was all planned out for our own victory as Jesus marched naked as he was beaten and bruised the Bible says that by his stripes I was healed for every stroke that he was given I was receiving healing in my body I was receiving healing in my body and as he walked the streets of Jerusalem naked the enemy was being disarmed whatever weapon he had against the children of God he was disarmed he no longer has a hold on you he no longer has a hold on you but God has given us a weapon that is bigger than all weapons the blood of Jesus the Bible says we overcame him by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony that every time I stand and I testify every time I plead the blood of Jesus the heavens open up for me every time I plead the blood of Jesus the heaven has no choice but to open up for me he is a toothless lion very harmless he was disarmed so Paul is telling the church at Colossae do not be lied to by these men who do not know the truth this is the truth Christ alone is everything he is our victory. He is our victory. He is our salvation. He is our access to the Father. Him and Him alone. Praise the living God. The Bible says in Hebrews, God at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. But he has now in these last days spoken to us by his son. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. Through whom also he made the world. Who being the brightness of his glory. And the express image of his person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had himself he seated right down right now at the side of the king of having become better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they these false teachers were teaching the people at Colossi the worship of angels they began to uplift the angels above Christ they were encouraging people to seek the angels 
seeking the encounters of the angels other than seeking an encounter with Christ himself. But the Bible tells us that God has spoken to us in these last days by his son. Him alone he has spoken to us. I do not need an angel to confirm to me what Christ has already told me I am. The Bible says they are ministering spirits to us. They are messengers that we send to do things on our behalf. So they can never be a replacement of Christ. So he says Christ is preeminent. He has been given a name that is above even the names of angels. And in him we our sins have been purged. Praise the Lord. He is the Father's choice for you. He is God's recommendation for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. And he says in Philippians 2.8 And being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even death on the cross. Therefore God has exalted him and given in him a name which is above every other name that at the mission of the name Jesus every knee should bow in heaven on the earth and beneath the earth that every tongue should confess that Jesus alone is God to God be the glory to God be the glory he has been given a name a name that is above all names that at the mission of that name whether it does not matter the location you are wherever you are his name stands above even down in hell his name still speaks louder than any other name when we speak that name demons tremble when we speak that name men confess that him alone is God he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings so he's reminding the people him alone we preach we have no any other message we only have the message of the cross him alone we preach he's the one that has given us a name and in that name we conquer in that name we overcome Paul says in Colossians 20, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the, the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. And therefore it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request for a sign. And Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks Christ is the power of God. Christ is the wisdom of God. Because of the foolishness of God 
is wiser than the, the, wise, the wise man. And the weakness of God is stronger than the man. Praise the living God. We preach Christ and him crucified. The Bible says it pleased God in the foolishness of the gospel, in the foolishness of the cross to save all men that believe. Because Christ is the power of God. He is the power of God and he is the wisdom of God. You are seeking power and wisdom. Christ is the power of God. He has become the wisdom of God. And because of that, Paul is warning men. He's saying him we preach. Warning every man. And teaching every man. In all wisdom. So that we may present them perfect in Christ. We warn every man. Not threaten every man. But we are warning every single man. That without Christ. Christ, you are awaiting a judgment that is about to befall on you. It is only in Christ that we find safety. The Bible says that the righteous run into him and they find their safety. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we warn every man that be warned there is no any other savior. There is no any other power. There is no any other wisdom besides that which God has given us through Christ. So Christ is above everything. He is all in all. He is preeminent. So him alone we preach and warn every man. We teach him in all wisdom that whatever it takes we will preach. We will use all kinds of wisdom to make sure that every man gets to encounter this man called Jesus. So that at the end of the day, we may present this man perfect in Christ. That what, 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 if it means me calling you every single day, I will do it for the sake of the gospel. If it means giving you gifts every day, we shall do it for the sake of the gospel. Paul writes and says in 1 Corinthians and says, Corinthians 9, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win, win the more. And to the Jews, I became a Jew, that I might, that I might with Jews, that I might win with Jews. To, to those who are under the law as though I am under the law. That I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, I became like one that, has, that is lawless. Not being without law toward God. But under the law of Christ. That I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak. That I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men. That I might by all means save some. That this I do for the sake of the gospel. That I may be a partaker 
of it with them. So he's saying we teach every man using all kinds of wisdom. That I will become ignorant when I meet the ignorant. So that I may win some of them for the sake of the gospel. That I will become stupid for the sake of the gospel. I will become as though I am lawless so that I may win those who are lawless. Whatever it takes is saying teaching all men with all kinds of wisdom that at the end of the day we might win some of them into the gospel. Praise the Lord. That for the sake of the gospel, there is no limit. Why? Because God is preeminent. He is the answer to the questions of this world. He is the one that men are seeking for. In him we find rest. In him we find redemption. In him we find strength. He is everything to us. We move, we live, only and only in him. So we preach and warn every man. And we teach and we teach them with all manner of wisdom. That we may win some. So that we present them perfect in Christ. Men and women that are rooted in the gospel. Men that are grounded and established. That even when the wind comes. That when the storm comes. They will be able to stand the test of time. They will be able to stand on the rock of edges. They will be able to be found perfect in Christ. That when our work is tested by fire, we shall overcome it. Praise the living God. This is the reason why we've stuck ourselves on the gospel. It is the foundation of our faith. When men do not understand the gospel, they will be lured by every teaching that comes. They will be, they will be taken away by the wind. When the storm comes, it will go with them. Today they are excited about Christ because everything is good. But when everything goes wrong, they quickly go back to where they came from. So Paul is saying, we preach him alone. We warn every man. We teach every man that at the end of the day, we will present them a perfect creature before our Father. Praise the living God. Him alone we preach, warning all men that they may receive him. There is only one message, and that is the message of the cross. It is a stumbling block to the Jews. It is foolishness to the Gentiles. But to us who are being saved, the Bible says it is the power of God and the wisdom of God for the salvation of men. It is the power of God. It is the wisdom of God for the salvation of all men. For it pleased God in the foolishness of the cross to save every man that believes. To save every man that believes. So whatever you are going through this morning, whichever questions you have this morning, Christ 
is the answer. Christ is the answer. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. He is the only way to the Father. The only access to the King of Kings. The ticket we go with before the Father. And we claim our inheritance. That when we go before the Father, we are no longer strangers. We are no longer aliens. But the Bible says we are members of the household of God. And we are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. That whatever he has, then we too have access to that something. So I want to invite you this morning back to the gospel. I want to, I want to invite you again that you look to the Father once again that he will become your all in all. Whatever you have replaced him with, he is calling you back to the truth. The Bible says that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The normal life of a Christian is a life of joy. The normal life of, of a Christian is a life of victory. Is a life of gratitude. Praise the living God. Amen. And when we find ourselves in areas and, and places where we can no longer be grateful for life, we need to come back to the gospel. We come back to the King of Kings. We surrender our all to him. He says, come to me, you who labor and the heavy laden. And I will give you rest. My burden is light. And my yoke is easy. So I invite you as we conclude as someone this morning and all men that have not given their lives to Jesus that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of surrender. May you bow down your heads as we pray. And those who want to give their lives to Christ, you have a chance at this very moment to come before him and receive everything to you. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. And the rest of us, we are surrendering everything we have repressed Christ We are giving him all our burdens. We are casting all our, all our crowns before him. Because he is all in all. He is the beginning and the end. He was before the world. And he is the one who will crown it up. Father, we give you praise and honor. We give you praise and honor honor my God. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord for Jesus. Thank you Lord for Jesus. This audio sermon has been brought to you by The City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679.